Homeland, Chapter 8, Kindred. Zack pressed in with a series of low thrusts. Driz tried to back away, quickly and returned to even footing, but the relentless assault followed his every step, and he was forced to keep his movement solely on the defensive. More often than not, Drizzt found the hilts of his weapons closer to Zack than the blades. Zack then dropped in a low crouch and came up under Drizzt's defenses. Drizzt twirled his scimitars in a masterful cross, but he had to straighten stiffly to dodge the weapon master's equally deft assault. Drizzt knew that he'd been set up, and he fully expected the next attack as Zack shifted his weight to his back leg and dived in. Both sword tips aimed for Drizzt's loins. Driz spat a silent curse and spun his scimitars into a downward cross, meaning to use the V of the blades to catch the teacher's swords. On a sudden impulse, Driz hesitated as he intercepted Zack's weapons, and he jumped away instead, taking a painful slap on the inside of one thigh. Disgusted, he threw both of his scimitars to the floor. Zack, too, leaped back. He held his swords out at his sides, a look of sincere confusion on his face. "'You should not have missed that move,' he said bluntly. "'The parry is wrong,' Driz replied. Awaiting further explanation, Zack lowered one sword tip to the floor and leaned on the weapon. In past years, Zack had wounded, even killed students for such blatant defiance. "'The cross-down defeats the attack, but to what gain?' Driz continued. "'When the move is completed,' My sword tips remain down too low for any effective attack routine, and you are able to slip back and free. But you have defeated my attack. Only to face another, Drizzt argued. The best position I can hope to obtain from the crossdown is an even stance. Yes, Zack prompted, not understanding his student's problem with the scenario. Remember your own lesson. Drizzt shouted. Every move should bring an advantage. You preach to me, but I see no advantage in using the cross down. You recite only one part of the lesson for your own purpose, Zack scolded, now growing equally angry. Complete the phrase or use it not at all. Every move should bring an advantage or take away a disadvantage. The cross down defeats the double thrust low, and your opponent obviously has gained the advantage if he even attempts such a daring offensive maneuver. Returning to an even stance is far preferable at that moment. The parry is wrong, Drizzt said stubbornly. Pick up your blades, Zack growled at him, taking a threatening step forward. Drizzt hesitated, and Zack charged, his swords leading. Drizzt dropped to a crouch, snatched up his scimitars, and rose to meet the assault while wondering if it was another lesson or a true attack. The weapons master pressed furiously, snapping off cut after cut and backing Drizzt around in circles. Drizzt defended well enough and began to notice an all-too-familiar pattern as Zack's attacks came consistently lower, again forcing the hilts of Drizzt's weapons up and out over the scimitar blades. Drizzt understood that Zack meant to prove his point with actions, not words. Seeing the fury on Zack's face, though, Zack wasn't certain how far the weapons master would carry his point. If Zack proved correct in his observations, would he strike again to Drizzt's thigh or to his heart? Zack came up and under, and Drizzt stiffened and straightened. Double thrust low, the weapons master growled, and his swords dived in. Drizzt was ready for him. He executed the cross down, smiling smugly at the ring of metal as his scimitars crossed over the thrusting swords. 
Drizzt then followed through with only one of his blades, thinking he could deflect both of Zack's swords well enough in that manner. Now with one blade free of the parry, Drizzt spun it over in a devious counter. As soon as Drizzt reversed the one hand, Zack saw the ploy, a ruse he had suspected Drizzt would try. Zack dropped one of his own sword tips, the one nearest to the hilt of Drizzt's single parrying blade, to the ground, and Drizzt, trying to maintain an even resistance and balance along the length of the blocking scimitar, lost his balance. Drizzt was quick enough to catch himself before he had stumbled too far, though his knuckles pinched into the stone of the floor. He still believed that he had Zack caught in his trap, and that he would finish his brilliant counter. He took a short step forward to regain his full balance. The weapons master dropped straight down to the floor under the arc of Drizzt's swinging scimitar and spun a single circuit, diving his booted heel into the back of Drizzt's exposed knee. Before Drizzt even realized the attack, he found himself lying flat on his back. Zack abruptly broke his own momentum and threw his feet back under him. Before Drizzt could begin to understand the dizzying counter-counter, he found the weapons master standing over him with the tip of Zack's sword painfully and pointedly drawing a tiny drop of blood from his throat. "'Have you anything more to say?' Zack growled. "'The parry is wrong,' Drizzt answered. Zack's laughter erupted from his belly. He threw his sword to the ground, reached down, and pulled the stubborn young student to his feet. He calmed quickly, his gaze finding that of Driz's lavender orbs as he pushed the student out at arm's length. Zack marveled at the ease of Driz's stance, the way he held the twin scimitars almost as if they were a natural extension of his arms. Drizzt had been in training only a few months, but already he had mastered the use of nearly every weapon in the vast armory of House Tuarden. Those scimitars, Drizzt's chosen weapons, with curving blades that enhanced the dizzying flow of the young fighter's sweeping battle style. With those scimitars in hand, this young drow, barely more than a child, could outfight half the members at the academy and a shiver tingled through Zack's spine when he pondered just how magnificent Drizzt would become after years of training. It was not just the physical abilities and potential of Drizzt Duarden that made Zack Nefane pause and take note, however. Zack had come to realize that Drizzt's temperament was indeed different than the average drow. Drizzt possessed a spirit of innocence and lacked any maliciousness. Zack couldn't help but feel proud when he looked upon Drizzt, in all manners, the young drow held up to the same principles, morals so unusual in Menzo Baranzen, as Zack. Drizzt had recognized the connection as well, though he had no idea of how unique his and Zack's shared perceptions were in the evil drow world. He realized that Uncle Zack was different from any of the other dark elves that he'd come to know, though that included only his own family and a few dozen of the house soldiers. Certainly, Zack was much different from Breeza, Driz's older sister, with her zealous, almost blind ambitions in the mysterious religions of Loth. Certainly Zack was different from Matron Malice, Driz's mother, who seemed never to say anything at all to Driz unless it was a command for service. Zack was able to smile at situations that didn't necessarily bring pain to anyone. He was the first drow Driz had met who was apparently content with his station in life. Zack was the first drow Drizzt had ever heard laugh. "'A good try,' the weapons master conceded of Drizzt's failed counter. "'In a real battle, I would have been dead,' Drizzt replied. "'Surely,' said Zack. 
But that is why we train. Your plan was masterful, your timing perfect. Only the situation was wrong. Still, I will say it was a good try. You expected it, said the student. Zack smiled and nodded. That is, perhaps, because I had seen the maneuver attempted by another student. Against you? Drizzt asked, feeling a little less special now that he had known his battle insights were not so unique. Hardly, Zack replied with a wink. I watched the counter fail from the same angle as you, to the same result. Drizzt's face brightened again. We think alike, he commented. We do, said Zack. But my knowledge has been increased by four centuries of experience, while you have not even lived through a score of years. Trust me, my eager student. The cross down is the correct parry. Perhaps, Drizzt replied. Zack hid a smile. When you find a better counter, we will try it. But until then, trust my word. I have trained more soldiers than I can count, all of the army of House de Warden, and ten times that number when I served as master in Mele Mads there. I taught Ryzen and all of your sisters and both of your brothers. Both? I... Zack paused and shot a curious glance at Drizzt. I see, he said after a moment. They never bothered to tell you. Zack wondered if it was his place to tell Driz the truth. He doubted that Matron Malice would care either way. She probably hadn't told Driz simply because she hadn't considered the story of Nal Fane's death worth telling. Yes, both, Zack decided to explain. You had two brothers when you were born, Dinan, whom you know, and an elder one, Nal Fane, a wizard of considerable power. Nalfain was killed in battle on the very night you drew your first breath. Against dwarves or vicious gnomes? Driz squeaked, as wide-eyed as a child begging for a frightening bedtime story. Was he defending the city from evil conquerors or rogue monsters? Zack had a hard time reconciling the warped perceptions of Driz's innocent beliefs. Bury the young in lies, he lamented under his breath, but to Driz he answered, no. Then against some opponent more foul, Drizzt pressed, wicked elves from the surface. He died at the hands of a drow. Zack snapped in frustration, stealing the eagerness from Drizzt's shining eyes. Drizzt slumped back to consider the possibilities, and Zack could hardly bear to watch the confusion that twisted his young face. War with another city? Drizzt asked somberly. I did not... No. Zack let it go at that. He turned and moved silently toward his private chamber. Let Malice or one of her lackeys destroy Driz's innocent logic. Behind him, Driz held his next line of questions in check, understanding that the conversation and the lesson was at an end, understanding, too, that something important had just transpired. The weapons master battled Drizzt through long hours as the days blended into ten days, and the ten days into months. Time became unimportant. They fought until exhaustion overwhelmed them and went back to the training floor again as soon as they were able. By the third year, at the age of nineteen, Drizzt was able to hold out for hours against the weapons master, even taking the offensive in many of their contests. 
Zack enjoyed these days. For the first time in many years, he'd met one with the potential to become his fighting equal. For the first time that Zack could ever remember, laughter often accompanied the clash of adamantine weapons in the training room. He watched Drizzt grow tall and straight, attentive, eager, and intelligent. The masters of the academy would be hard put just to hold a stalemate against Drizzt, even in his first year. The thought thrilled the weapons master only as long as it took him to remember the principles of the academy, the precepts of drow life, and what they would do to his wonderful student. How they would steal that smile from Drizzt's lavender eyes. A pointed reminder of that drow world outside the practice room visited one day in the person of Matron Malice. Address her with proper respect. Zack warned Drizzt when Maya announced the matron mother's entrance. The weapons master prudently moved out a few steps to greet the head of House Duarden privately. My greetings, matron, he said with a low bow. To what do I owe the honor of your presence? Matron Malice laughed at him, seeing through his facade. So much time do you and my son spend in here, she said. I came to witness the benefit to the boy. He is a fine fighter, Zack assured her. He will have to be, Malice muttered. He goes to the academy in only a year. Zack narrowed his eyes at her doubting words and growled, The academy has never seen a finer swordsman. The matron walked back away from him to stand before Drizzt. I doubt not your prowess with the blade, she said to Drizzt, though she shot a sly gaze back at Zack as she spoke the words. You have the proper blood. There are other qualities which make up a drow warrior. Qualities of the heart, the attitude of a warrior. Drizzt didn't know how to respond to her. He'd only seen her a few times in the last three years, and they had exchanged no words. Zack saw the confusion on Driz's face and feared that the boy would slip up, precisely what Matron Malice wanted. Then Malice would have an excuse to pull Drizzt out of Zack's tutelage, dishonoring Zack in the process, and give him over to Dinan or some other passionless killer. Zack may have been the finest instructor with the blade, but now that Drizzt had learned to use the weapons, Malice wanted him emotionally hardened. Zack couldn't risk it. He valued his time with young Drizzt far too much. He pulled his swords from their jeweled scabbards and charged right by Matron Malice, yelling, "'Show her, young warrior!' Drizzt's eyes became burning flames at the approach of his wild instructor. His scimitars came into his hands as quickly as if he'd willed them to appear." It was a good thing they had, too. Zack came in on Driz with a fury that the young drow had never seen before, more so even at the time Zack had shown Driz the value of the cross-down parry. Sparks flew as the sword rang against Scimitar, and Driz found himself driven back, both of his arms already aching from the thudding force of the heavy blows. "'What are you?' Driz tried to ask. "'Show her!' Zack growled, slamming in again and again. Drizzt barely dodged one cut that surely would have killed him. Still, confusion kept his moves purely defensive. Zack slapped one of Drizzt's scimitars, then the other out wide, and used an unexpected weapon, bringing his foot straight up in front of him and slamming his heel into Drizzt's nose. 
Drizzt heard the crackle of cartilage and felt the warmth of his own blood running freely down his face. He dived back into a roll, trying to keep a safe distance from his crazed opponent until he could realign his senses. From his knees, he saw Zack a short distance away and approaching. Show her! Zack growled angrily with every determined step. The purple flames of fairy fire lined Driz's skin, making him an easier target. He responded the only way that he could. He dropped a globe of darkness over himself and Zack. Sensing the weapons master's next move, Driz dropped to his belly and scrambled out, keeping his head low. A wise choice. At his first realization of the darkness, Zack had quickly levitated up about ten feet and rolled right over, sweeping his blades down to Driz's face level. When Driz came clear out the other side of the darkened globe, he looked back and saw only the lower half of Zack's legs. He didn't need to watch anything more to understand the weapons master's deadly blind attacks. Zack would have cut him apart if he'd not dropped low in the blackness. Anger replaced confusion. When Zack dropped from his magical perch and came rushing back out the front of the globe, Driz let his rage lead him back into the fight. He spun a pirouette just before he reached Zack, his lead scimitar cutting a graceful arcing line and his other following in a deceptively sharp stab straight over that line. Zack dodged the thrusting point and put a backhand block on the other. Drizzt wasn't finished. He set his thrusting blade into a series of short, wicked pokes that kept Zack on the retreat for a dozen steps and more back into the conjured darkness. They now had to rely on their incredibly keen sense of hearing and their instincts. Zack finally managed to regain a foothold, but Drizzt immediately set his own feet into action, kicking away whenever the balance of his swinging blades allowed for it. One foot even slipped through Zack's defenses, blasting the breath from the weapons master's lungs. They came back out the other side of the globe, and Zack too glowed in the outline of fairy fire. The weapons master felt sickened by the hatred etched on the young student's face, but he realized that this time neither he nor Drizzt had been given a choice in the matter. This fight had to be ugly. It had to be real. Gradually, Zack settled into an easy rhythm, solely defensive, and let Drizzt in his explosive fury wear himself down. Drizzt played on and on, relentless and tireless. Zack coaxed him by letting him see openings where there were none, and Drizzt was always quick to oblige, launching a thrust, cut, or kick. Matron Malice watched the spectacle silently. She couldn't deny the measure of training that Zack had given her son. Drizzt was physically more than ready for battle. Zack knew that, to Matron Malice, sheer skill with weapons might not be enough. Zack had to keep Malice from conversing with Drizzt for any length of time. She would not approve of her son's attitudes. Drizzt was tiring now, Zack could see, though he recognized the weariness in his student's arms to be partly a deception. Go with it, he muttered silently, and he suddenly twisted his ankle, his right arm flailing out wide and low as he struggled for balance, opening a hole in his defenses that Drizzt could not resist. The expected thrust came in a flash, and Zack's left arm streaked in a short cross-cut that slapped the scimitar right out of Driz's hand. Ha! Driz cried, having expected the move and launching his second ruse, his remaining scimitar knifed over Zack's left shoulder, inevitably dipping in a follow-through to the parry. But by the time Drizzt even launched the second blow, Zack was already down to his knees. As Zack's blade cut harmlessly high, Zack sprang to his feet and launched a right cross, hilt first, that caught Zack squarely in the face. A stunned Drizzt leaped back a long step and stood perfectly still for a long moment. 
His remaining scimitar dropped to the ground, and his glossed eyes did not blink. A feint, within a feint, within a feint, Zack calmly explained. Drizzt slumped to the floor, unconscious. Matron Malice nodded her approval as Zack walked back over to her. He is ready for the academy, she remarked. Zack's face turned sour and he did not answer. Varna is there already, Malice continued, to teach as the mistress of Arachtanilleth in the school of Loth. It is a high honor. A laurel for House Duarden, Zack knew, but he was smart enough to keep his thoughts silent. Dinan will leave soon, said the matron. Zack was surprised. Two children serving as masters at the academy at the same time. You must have worked hard to get such accommodations, he dared to remark. Matron Malice smiled. Favors owed, favors called in. To what end? asked Zack. Protection for Drizzt? Malice laughed aloud. From what I have just witnessed, Drizzt would more likely protect the other two. Zack bit his lip at the comment. Dinan was still twice the fighter and ten times the heartless killer as Drizzt. Zack knew that Malice had other motives. Three of the first eight houses will be represented by no fewer than four children in the academy over the next two decades, Matron Malice admitted. Matron Ben Ray's own son will begin in the same class as Drizzt. So you have aspirations, Zack said. How high, then, will House Duarden climb under the guidance of Matron Malice? Sarcasm will cost you your tongue, the matron mother warned. We would be fools to let slip by such an opportunity to learn more of our rivals. The first eight houses, Zack mused. Be cautious, Matron Malice. Do not forget to watch for rivals among the lesser houses. There was once a house named Devere that made such a mistake. No attack will come from behind, Malice sneered. We are the ninth house, but boast more power than a handful of others. None will strike at our backs. There are easier targets high up in mine. And all to our gain, Zack put in. That is the point of it, is it not? Malice asked, her evil smile wide on her face. Zack didn't need to respond. The matron knew his true feelings. That precisely was not the point. Speak less, and your jaw will heal faster, Zack said later when he again was alone with Drizzt. Drizzt cast him a vile glance. The weapons master shook his head. We've become great friends, he said. So I had thought, mumbled Drizzt. Then think clearly, Zack scolded. Do you believe that Matron Malice would approve of such a bonding between her weapons master and her youngest, her prized youngest son? You are a drow, Drizzt and of noble birth. You may have no friends. None openly, at least, Zack conceded, laying a comforting hand on the youngster's shoulder. "'Friends equate to vulnerability, inexcusable vulnerability. "'Matron Malice would never accept that.' "'He paused, realizing that he was browbeating his student. "'Well,' he admitted in quiet conclusion, "'at least we too know who we are.' "'Somehow to Drizzt, that just didn't seem enough.'